0: Blog Talk Radio Hello, hello, hello Caitlin Patterson, PPP Real Talk Midwest Muscle in the house And this program is sponsored by PPP Muscle The number one drug free sponsorship Foundation in the World And if you are a drug free athlete and are looking for A solid foundation to stand on And I know everyone is Okay (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> it'll be good to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream. Check us out at p 4 pmusclecom dot com. And now let's talk. Hey, everybody, welcome tonight. Great, great day. Lots of rain over the weekend. Lots of craziness, but hey, we're still here. So that means we're doing something right. And what we are dealing with right now is just. Basically, the season has started. Uh, we have a lot of craziness going on with the different shows, lots of people winning, lots of people winning for the first time in their lives, a lot of people basically finding out what competition and bodybuilding is all about. Well, everybody finds out. It's just sometimes you find out you're the winner, sometimes you find out uh, you didn't. But that doesn't take away from the competition, that doesn't take away from anything other than uh, being more prepared, learning. Uh, I can tell you, like I said, I've played a lot of sports in my life, and I've done a lot of things uh, as life has gone on. And some of the best uh, reminders and memories in life has been from getting my butt handed to me in competition because I was either not prepared or understanding what true competition was. Um, I know a lot of you guys were asking about the poo episode, I'll call it that, not winning the poo, okay, for all the new listeners. Um, this one was uh, <laughs> the colon issue, uh, not colon issue, I should say, but the poo issue dealing with the colon, because uh, some people were confused about you know, why this would be relevant to bodybuilding and competition. And I would say it is more than relevant to bodybuilding and competition because if you're dealing with digestives, and if your insides aren't where they need to be, you're not going to have the look that you're trying to get simply because you haven't uh, eaten correctly or eaten properly and your body's either rebelling or reneging on what you were asking it to do. So sometimes, and there's a lot of competitors that will definitely identify with this, where they did a prep and tried to just modify it a little bit, but had massive changes and, and much different results because the body's basically saying, you know, all right, what's going on? Where are we going from there? Um, I'm going to bring in Dez, and Dez is going to talk more about the poo, even though she is the poo. What's up, <laughs> what,
1: what is that supposed Why can't the other Oh, it doesn't true. sound as it's hardcore right, so. <laughs> it, it does not sound as hardcore <laughs> when you say it the other way. But what up, listener land? <laughs> um, you know, Kaylin is absolutely right. I mean, and, you know, we talk about a lot of things that aren't necessarily related directly to the sport of bodybuilding but impact, you know, a bodybuilder's lives or the lives of the people around them. And this one was just A health and wellness issue. Um, Your digestive health is so very important. And we don't realize how much it impacts us. I mean, it impacts hormones. It impacts, um, you know, just your appearance. It impacts, I mean, it even impacts your skin. I mean, if your gut is not healthy, and you have waste, that is spilling out of your gut because of a leaky gut or other issues that can happen in your digestive tract, Um, it'll show up in your skin. It can come out in the ways of acne or rashes or other things that are going on. So there's really a lot to your digestion that you should be aware of in your overall health. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've known people that have, have been so backed up that doctors had to go in and remove the blockage. They were so backed up, and it was causing physical pain. I mean, physical pain to the point where they were in the emergency room because they didn't know what was wrong. And it's all because their body wasn't um, releasing waste the way that it was supposed to. So, I mean, good digestion impacts your health in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's it, it, a good point. And there's a lot of things that uh, if you don't deal with your internal organs, you can put yourself at, at, a, at a great risk. And I, I've known, I, you know, I, I one of the things I've heard a lot, and I know, Des, you've heard it as well, is they had the perfect appearance of health. And I've always wondered what does that look like, you know, because there's so many uh, unique individuals out there with unique metabolisms, diets, and whatever, And I've seen two-pack-a-day smokers run, uh, you know, a five-minute mile, and it it doesn't bother them in the slightest. So when you say that, you know, you have the the, the appearance of health, I would rather have actual good health than the appearance of it. And I think that's what, uh, you know, we've been fooled into taking, you know, and I I love how uh, uh, Brittany had talked about, you know, her brother, where even though he looked healthy because of what – you know, the drugs he was on, that, that was basically giving him that appearance, but he ended up taking his own life. So, you know, these, these are things we have to get out of that, that that falsehood. I know a lot of people don't like to get involved in other people's lives simply because they don't want that pressure or burden of having to follow through with the answer. You know, I, I love how our pastor was saying in Bible study, you know, where we, you ask somebody a question, be ready to give an answer and be ready to hear a response because a lot of times we're just asking to be cordial but not really with the intent to have an actual conversation. And that takes away from humanity and society because we're basically just uh, being cordial for the sake of being nice, in air quotes, instead of really having an interest in humanity and society as a whole. That's.
1: Yep. And so just a few quick things here. Um, so when Caitlin – Caitlin <laughs> –
0: it's
1: okay. I'll Woo! answer to it. I'll answer to it. All right. So when Kayla referenced Brittany, he's talking about Brittany Ramos, and um, she's a, a yes. natural pro, bodybuilding yes. competitor who's uh, been on our show, and she was talking Expected. about mental health issues and the loss of her brother, who did um, commit suicide a couple of years ago. And so we talked about that and the impacts of um, mental health on, you know, the individual itself, but then also the family that's surrounding that individual.
0: So um,
1: you can find that in the archives if that's something that you're interested in, just in case you were wondering. And then also while we were talking about the whole digestive issue, Kaylin, we have a question that uh, came in. Um, This one is from Stephanie, and she's asking, would a waist trainer impact your internal organs? Um, She's had blood in her stool since she's been wearing one. Is it because I wear it while exercising? Well, my friend, it could be just because you're wearing one, period, um, depending on how tightly it's cinched, and then the exercising is just exacerbating what the waist trainer is doing. Um, And, yes, it can impact your internal organs. It can squeeze them in unnatural ways. (laughs) And I know there are people out there that are like, I've used one with great success, and I did it. You know, I didn't experience any problems, and you know what, my friend, that's awesome. Yes. I'm glad you did not experience any problems. Yes. Cause I don't wish bad health on anyone, but that doesn't negate the fact that waist trainers are not always a good thing.
0: I, I would love to know one time when they actually were a good thing, other than going back to what we what I referenced earlier, and that's that appearance. I mean, guys, we 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 gotta quit modifying our bodies. In unhealthy ways to appear to look like something that we're not. I know they have even have guy waist trainers now. I used to call the 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 weight belt they have for, for the squats and you know backlifting, and you would see people wearing it doing chest. I, I started calling it the myrtle, the man girdle, because it was basically just <laughs> holding your belly. And, and where it looks like you had a thinner waist. And I'm thinking, you know, why are we here in the gym if we're not, you know, making a healthy body and and creating a healthy lifestyle through uh, health and fitness, which would be weight training? I'm not understanding when we became so, and I, you know, for lack of a better word, so fake to the point where, you know, as long as I look good, then everything is fine because if you look at where we're going, that's where it is right now. If I look healthy, then I'm okay. You know, we, we take prescription drugs to have the appearance of good health and so why we're actually sick and we're basically covering up the symptoms. And I'm wondering if it's not spilling over into our, our normal lives. Of course, if you take drugs, it has to. But, you know, we need to start really mentally challenging ourselves as to why we're doing what we're doing. And you know the weight trainer is basically a, a small problem and a big issue. And, and when I say small, I, I, Stephanie, I'm not you know taking anything away from you having blood in your in your in your stool because that is definitely uh, an effect of it because you're you're pressurizing. Well, your, and your that's internal an, course, organs. I mean, that's organs.
1: something. That's something you need to sp- speak with your doctor about, Stephanie. It may yes. not be the waist trainer. So. You know, who knows what's causing that, but that's not normal. So definitely do get that checked out, especially if it's been happening consistently over time. Um, and, and I you get, you know, I get so the cool waist side. trainer. I I get, you know, you, you're you. I get standing backstage and being like, oh, man, she's got a tiny waist, tiny waist wins, because I do not have a curvy waist. <laughs> very straight up and down. I I'm almost like I've a block.
0: I see no that. You well,
1: see the poster. You seen the poster. I'm talking about what I see compared to other physiques that are out there. And so, in my view, I don't have. Oh,
0: here we go. That
1: that curve that you know that a waist trainer that a weight wa- that a waist trainer might tempt you to try it because that's what you're seeking. So I get that. I get that. But if it is Mm -hmm. causing internal issues, it's not worth it.
0: Well, okay. Let's go. We'll go to the facts of the matter. And this is back when people were, everybody had to wear a back belt. And I remember all these companies and businesses were making people uh, wear these back braces and back belts because they were supposed to support your spine. And then lo and behold, five years later, people are having back surgeries like you can't imagine because the data was showing that they were definitely connected. Now that we have the waist trainers, a.k.a. you know, cinch sex, you're basically pressurizing your internal organs. You're superheating them to the point of, uh, you know, when, when you exercise, you're actually superheating, not just raising your body temperature, but superheating. So it's almost like you're microwaving your inside. And then they can't expand to deal with that, you know, added uh, temperature. So what happens is it tries to release through alternative methods, which would be either your stomach with ulcers or the, you know, the release from the colon directly through the, the wall instead of basically your, your I don't want to say, what is the word for your tract, your digestive tract instead of colonial tract? So that doesn't sound right. Um, your um,
1: I'm not sure because I feel like you sound right. But anyway, carry on.
0: Yeah, so what, what happens is it'll start to bleed because basically all that waste is creating uh, small uh, infections inside the body. So there's, there's plenty of data that you guys um, just check uh, waste trainers uh, slash uh, 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 colon Inflame in colon, I think that's the one I went to. So you can check that, <laughs> and you'll see. It's got some pretty graphic pictures that I don't think people might be ready for. But the, the, the data's there, and it's showing that there is a, a direct correlation between the waste trainers and problems with urine, because it also infect, uh, affects that, and uh, your your poo, as I'll say. Or like there's like to say, your stool. But I always consider that something you stand on, and I would never <laughs> want to stand on poo.
1: well all I can say is Stephanie thank you for being brave enough to answer that question so we would have an opportunity to discuss it and um, I hope that you get that checked out and that everything is well with you
0: so okay this is a a question to both Bez and I and this one's from Kenny and he says uh, why do you guys need guests why don't you just uh, do the shows like this because it's pretty fun and creative. I'll let Des go first and then I'll give my response because there, there is an art to our method and there is a method to our method.
1: Ah, uh, well first of all thanks Kenny, um you know, for putting up with Kaylin and I when it's just the two of us rambling <laughs> on like we do. But uh you know the whole reason we have a show is not so much um <laughs> so so we can so we can inundate you guys with our thoughts and uh, feelings but it's so we can uh, so we have a platform for the the natural the natural bodybuilding forum for those yes. athletes yes. and all yes. of those things so i mean that's that's the reason why we're here every once in a while we do you know do our own thing and you know, just throw it out there if we don't have a uh, guest for the evening. And, and sometimes it's just fun to get caught up on things and, you know, get caught up on the different questions that you guys are having that we might not get a chance to do otherwise. But really, we're here for natural bodybuilding. We're here for the athletes. And we're here to share their stories with all of you guys. And um, that's, that's what it's all about. But I'm glad you enjoy hanging with us even when we do not have a guest. So thank you. Very,
0: very true, and and I I would definitely second that with what what said, and it is about the athletes. I mean, the one thing that uh, all of us were concerned with is giving the natural athletes a voice. And if it's just me and Desiree and then we're saying our opinions, but we can they can speak their own facts because we don't know the struggle. We know of the struggle. That we haven't do it, and we can speak from a personal standpoint, but I think it's so much better when you can hear from the athlete themselves and them sharing their life because you know any press is a life moment, and you get to share that and you get to hear their thoughts, their actual thoughts, their actual feelings where Des and I can just basically guess and 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 assume that uh, that just doesn't bring over their thoughts, their original feelings, and their, basically their journey because it's their life. And that was the whole point of doing this. Like that is says, you know, we wanted to share them with you because they just didn't get the spotlight they so richly deserve. They work hard. They bust their butts. And they're competing at shows that some, that our listeners would not have known about if it were not for a radio show like this, so if you if, you know if you enjoy it, thank you. I really re- appreciate that and, ex- and, and and respect that you would like to see that. But Dez and I have a, a goal as well, and that's to bring uh, the people that we get to share their lives with to you, the listener. And you know, much love and respect for wanting to hear me and Dez do our little banter, and I do love that word <laughs> banter. A banter, yes, I, a banter. Yes, it's a banter, and we do. And I, I, I truly enjoy this. And I, I, know she, she deals with me picking on her. Yes, I said it openly and admitted <laughs> uh-uh. it. Yes,
1: you guys hear that? Uh, he, yeah,
0: admitted yeah. he admitted
1: it. He admitted it. Yes. All right, it's all good. I, we, we pick we, on each other, you, guys, you know yeah. it. We do.
0: There you go. There you go. And and you know it, we it's do. a lot of. fun. Yes, it's a lot of fun doing these shows, and honestly, Deb and I enjoy the guests just as much or more than you guys, and we we really have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, there's so much more that we'd like to do, but you know, simply because it's it's an hour-long show, it's like it's never long enough, and even if we do it for longer, it would still not be enough time because there's still so much information that's out there that we'd love to get to, but because the consumer uh, attention span and I'm not saying against you guys but you have other things to do in your life you have family you have friends and you have a you know a life outside of uh, the gym and the competition world so you know we want don't want to take away from your day we we just want to share a part of our lives with your day and it it's so far so good it's working out really nice and the fact that it's an international show we definitely don't want to keep people up when they're listening live during the middle of the night because they, they're they taking time to message us and let us know that they have questions they like to ask too and they don't want to wait for the archive. So, you know, we're respecting everybody and we found a nice little way, niche, to do it and so far, so good. Des?
1: Yeah, what he said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
1: he said right there. So, uh, So, yeah. So, you know, we talked about who last week? Who knows what? Well, I tell you what, I do know what we're gonna be coming up next week. Um, I tell you what, we're gonna have a special guest on. We're gonna have <laughs> you guys are gonna enjoy this, <laughs> Doctor Michael Jackson, and not that Are, Annie, you, are serious? you okay, Annie? Are you okay? Are break? you okay? And, yeah, it's not that Michael Jackson. It's Doctor okay. Michael Jackson, and we are gonna be talking about stem cell and blood platelet procedures to mend joints. It's a new technology out there and uh, Dr. Jackson is uh, in the thick of it. Um, One of the up and comers in the area. It's not widely known yet, but it's starting to become more and more known, especially in dealing with bad knees and shoulders. And so that's one thing we're gonna be talking about next week. And it'll be new. It'll be different. Um, It may be an opportunity for some athletes out there or other individuals out there that are dealing with really bad knees that still have a little bit of cartilage left in there, but not a whole lot. Um, So Mm -hmm. just bringing education and showcasing alternatives and, uh, you know, just putting you guys in the know so you can continue to do your own homework on these various topics and figure out, you know, what's, what's good for you in your world. And that's part of what we're about too.
0: Yes, and so you know, yeah. I'm not gonna. Well, I. I'm gonna relay something, but I won't. I don't want to step on the upcoming show. But there were certain things that brought about the, the stem cell. And Dad, I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Back when they were basically well, I'm, adding, I'm probably plenty
1: old enough, Kalen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're still fun.
1: Anywho,
0: (laughs) where they used to have, they were adding parts to the body, and then they realized that these parts would start deteriorating. I don't know if you remember those. uh, It wasn't rubber, but they were using a a gel and a a kind of a a cushion to replace the deteriorating cartilage to save the bone and the deformation that would happen from basically bone rubbing on bone. And so they came up with this. Like synthetic rubber, it, and it it was like the the end all be all is going to save people. They were going to be able to walk correctly, and you know everything was going to be right in the world again. And then they found out that these things were starting to de- deteriorate in the body and cause internal infections, and then they'd have to have amputations. And so ah. the stem cell basically a repercussion from that because they said, look, we, we can't have unnatural parts in the body and expect it to stay natural in the oh. body for a long time. Basically, it would, it would spare you joint pain for maybe two to three years, but then when you get the infection, it would increase to the point where the, the antibodies would start fighting back, and especially if you were prescribed antibodies, it would actually double over on the pain and inflammation. So, you know, something had to be done. So this will, this will be a great show because there's a lot of information that I'd like to ask because that was something I always asked, and, um, and I know a lot of you listeners don't remember that show, that's incredible. But there was a lot of groundbreaking stuff they thought they had only to find out that they were injuring the people more than just having them uh, have a surgery that could deal with the, the, the pain relief without actually amputating the the bone or joint. So that I'm I'm really excited about that, Des and I'm glad you brought that up because I have a lot of questions that so, cell. Yeah. yeah.
1: So guys get your questions together. And just so you know up front, this is not controversial stem cell procedure that we're going to be talking about. Yes. This has nothing to do with infants, it has nothing to do with fetuses, has nothing to do with pulling stem cells from another body. So we won't the procedures that we're day. talking about is is taking blood platelets or material from one part of a body, your body, and re-injecting yes. it into others. So this is, this is not that whole procedure that has been, um, you know, a controversy since it was introduced. So hopefully this will just be a good, informative show, but we'll see. I mean, your questions help shape every single show that we have, and we'll just take it from there. So that's one of our shows next week, um, but I believe Mr. O'Kellan of the Old Patterson Tribe clan, I'm just <laughs> mixing it all together now, um, we right. were going to be talking about upcoming right. shows as in competitions, and so one that I want to kind of kick stuff off with um, they do. in the in the month of, well, you know what, here I am trying to skip June. And we're just now getting into June. I was going to go ahead and jump into July with Rumble June, on, with, with Rumble on the River, but I can't skip June. I cannot
0: skip June. skip June. Yeah. I anyway. I
1: don't you know, I don't know. I don't know why I thought I was going to do that. I just don't know,
0: but we're not. Know. We're not
1: skipping it now, okay?
0: Okay. Just uh raising my eyebrow over that. Yeah. You want to skip June. Yeah. I don't know
1: why I was I don't know why I was trying to skip June. But here we're gonna talk about I know
0: June.
1: Why. I know why. Um why? Why did I want to skip June?
0: Okay. I don't
1: okay, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. We have the Saint Louis Classic coming up June second, just around the corner, Saint Louis, Missouri. So that's one day. for you. We have the we have the USA Championships Pro-Am, Mr. Jack Halverson, June 9th, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, KP, you, you've you judged that show. I've competed in that show. Thoughts about the uh, USA Championships coming up?
0: Well, Jack, I mean, him and Dave Anderson have been coming out of Woodward. It's, I mean, Joe Perez, and Jack Halverson and Lee Anderson are some of the most creative when it comes to presentation of trophies, goodie bags, and basically addressing the competitor. And Jack has really outdone himself. I think he's got every weapon from the Marbles universe, and he's going to have them on display at this show. And it's just going to be, you know, it, they're raising the bar. Like that said, the Midwest is the place to compete if you want to be addressed as a competitor. And that's not bragging. That's just true. I mean, they're, they're just spoiling them rotten as they should. And, and I'm loving how the competitors are, are responding by returning to either win the show or to find a way to support it so that lets you know that something is going right in the world when people are willing to come back. And, I, I mean, I, I did leave that out, and I do apologize. I know I got a lot of the listeners that were saying, you know, that watched uh, the show live at the Shy town And it was how many competitors that had competed prior that had come back to basically find a way to help support it in some way because they were treated so well. I know the Leif Anderson show is the same way. Now we're seeing the same thing with Jack Halverson's upcoming USA where they're they're so supportive because they got the support that they were just so unused to it. It was just, I mean, I think one person used it in a way, but I, I don't think they used the right word, but it was unrecognizable. And I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what they meant or maybe not. I'll have to ask him the next time I see him. But um, I think that that is the game changer, that the athletes are being addressed as competitors and being, you know, addressed in a way that lets them know you matter, your work mattered, and we're proud of your efforts. So Jack is Really keen on that. He's always been supporting the the natural community, and now that he he has his own show, he's basically saying, "I will try to keep up my end of the bargain," and you gotta respect that. Des.
1: Nope, you sure do. You sure do. So I'm just hey promoters guys. Yes. I know we've heard this and that, and we've had our. Are whatever's and issues in the natural bodybuilding sport. But I've got to give a shout-out to the promoters because there are so many right now that are just stepping up and going above and beyond and just pouring themselves into what they're doing for the athletes. And so now I feel like the tide is turning. Like, athletes, you need to step up too <laughs> and be yes. supporting these shows and bringing the packages that are just, blowing then the audiences away to match the effort that the promoters are putting in the shows. I think the promoters are finally catching up to the athletes, and I want to encourage the athletes to continue their drive and momentum to be knocking out the audiences when they step on those stages.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Uh, You brought up a topic that nobody wants to deal with. Uh. Uh this one's from Kyle. How small is bodybuilding going to get in size before it is no longer relevant on stage? Yes. You want to tackle that one first, then? Um,
1: I you know I don't know. We we've, we've seen we've seen a trend where our athletes, especially our male bodybuilders, are uber, uber, uber conditions and not real large. But I think it's kind of going to cycle because I also know of several athletes, several sizable athletes, athletes with a lot of great size that have been taking several years off or several, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, you know, whatever counts as several in your books, to continue to work on their physique and grow. So I think what you're going to see is um, – Kind of a, a turnaround when those athletes decide to get back on the stage. So, and then as the uber-uber-conditioned athletes we're seeing right now mature and continue to put on size, I mean, I I think it's just kind of a, from my perspective, and maybe I'm the only one who's in this camp, but I feel like it's just going to cycle, and the big athletes are still going to be there, and the athletes that are that aren't quite as large yet. If they stick with it, they're going to continue to put on size. So I don't know that the sport of bodybuilding is just going to shrink away. Um, I feel like we just have to ride the cycles out and just keep our eyes open for when all of our mature athletes continue to step back on stage. Kalen?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, It's a tough question because, you know, I think the question is more toward category and I get that you might consider them undecided but like that's the thing. If that's what the promoter not well, I don't want to say promoter. Uh the criteria calls for and that's the person that best matches up to this because I had a big, big argument over this and this is back in twenty twelve where the the judge thought the guy that was going to win was too small, and too small frame. But I said, according to the criteria of that organization and of that show, he matched it the best. So even though he might have been considered, quote, unquote, undersized, he matched the criteria that was called for in that organization as per pertaining to the bodybuilding category. If you have an oversized guy full of fluff and basically not holding I mean, any kind of uh, what would be considered muscle that went against the body fat he was holding, you, you can't have the biggest guy on stage that's not showing any shape or any kind of uh, criteria-matching identity. You you just can't do it. And I, I know there's plenty of people say, well, he was the biggest person on stage. Well, there's a reason they're the biggest person on stage is because they're holding on to the most body fat. If it's not matching criteria of the organization of that class and category, that person should not win. Dez and I have said this about each class and category. If you're not matching up, and if you do match up to one, that means you don't match up to another. If you're the best suited for this, then you shouldn't be the best suited for that. There are times that will actually occur simply because the competition didn't show up like it should have. And I think that's what Dez was saying when she's saying, you know, step your game up So you do match the criteria better. So you do cause more competitive nature. So you do make it harder for the judges to decide, and they will basically differentiate from a bodybuilder compared to a men's physique as compared to a classic physique. If, If the competition in classes aren't stepping up like they should, then you will have somebody winning out of category. It has happened, and it's been justified. But we will still be an outcry, Dez and I both, and I know she speaks just as passionate about this as I do, that you can't have somebody you're telling me matches up perfectly in this organ, I mean, category and then matches perfectly for that. It's just not, I mean, if if, if it is that way, then why have a differentiation? It, it shouldn't be any different. Dez? No, nope,
1: I agree. I mean, that's what the categories are there for. Um, And I've never been a big fan of the crossover between different categories. I'm cool with the crossover from beginner to novice to, to open to masters, all within your class. But, you know, to see bikini crossover to figure or vice versa, I mean, your body, you should be gunning for one or the other. And it shouldn't fit both criteria. It shouldn't. I've yeah. seen where it has, and I've seen where they've won You know, you've had someone win in bikini and then turn around and win in figure. But I think that's more a reflection of the the caliber of competitor at that particular time versus, you know, a true reflection that the body could meet both sets of criteria because it's two different sets of criteria. The body should not be able to do both. It should either be overdeveloped for one or underdeveloped for the other.
0: In oh well, welcome items. back, Dale. Welcome back, Dale. You guys keep talking about criteria. What exactly do you mean, uh, Dale? I'll let you handle it first.
1: Okay, so and Dale, Dale again, so each organization. Down. I'm sorry. What did you say?
0: I said, welcome back, Dale. We haven't heard from him in a while. Oh.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> welcome back, Dale. Um, each governing body or organization has a set of bylaws. And within those bylaws are criteria that they are judging against for competition purposes. And so if you go to the NGA or the NAMBF or the IPE or, you know, any of those organizations, O-C-B. any athlete should be able to... OCB, EFAC, and a Did I call. say that right? pb I... <laughs> I-N-B-A, um, all of those, plus some that I'm uh, leading out, the AAU and the um, – there's some new ones that I'm not remembering now that I should be giving shout-outs to that I, um, I'm i not, OCB. Um, mm-hmm. Did you already say OCB? We probably did. Okay, yes, that's one there I'm was one
0: Miley Elmore was talking about, and I can't think
1: of yes. that one. Yes, that's uh-huh. the one, and I know there's an O in it. I feel yes. – Anyway, I'm gonna find out what that is. I'm gonna find out what that is. I should know it, but I don't know. Um, yes, before the show is over. So you can go there and say, Okay, I'm gonna be a bikini competitor. What are the judges looking for? And it'll tell you what kind of physique the judges will be looking at and scoring against. Same for figures, same for bodybuilding men's and women, same for men's physique. Any category that's being judged on stage will have a list of criteria that explains what the judges are looking for. Some criteria are more specific than others, but all in yeah. all, you'll have an idea of what kind of physique um, is going or should be most rewarded at a given show.
0: Yeah. Oh well, I'm gonna go. You know, and this is to be fair. To be fair, uh, as much as Dez and I are. are entrenched in natural bodybuilding, it's still going to be new to someone. And you're going to have people dealing with quote-unquote coaches that really don't know the difference in criteria for each organization. They're not doing their due diligence and homework. So they're basically putting people in a whole bunch of categories in the hope that they'll win in something. That's not fair to the athletes. Prep hard enough. And you sure don't want to be prepping for bikini as well as figure as well as physique. As far as women, uh, bodybuilding, men's physique, and classic physique. When it comes to men, it's it's just it. That's too much of. I mean, it's a roller coaster in itself. But then to be driven to try to match all three, that's incredibly hard. And you're you're gonna you're gonna get derailed somewhere down the line. But to be fair, there are plenty of people that are competing for the first time, they really don't know where they fit in. You're hearing a lot of, and we use that word, bro science, because someone at the gym is saying, you look better in bikini, and then someone's giving them this information of you look better in in physique or you look better in figure. On the men's side, same thing. You'd be great for men's physique and great for bodybuilding, but you could probably do both. And if you don't know for a fact where you stand, then you are going to do it, and, you know, you're going to – it's a good chance of getting your feelings hurt because you were preparing for two different categories calling for two different criteria. And if you're in between on both, that means you don't win in either. You might – and there's been times, like that said, where you have the person that basically matched the criteria best for both simply because the competition wasn't there. They didn't step their game up, so basically you won by default. No competitor wants to win that way. Now, hear what I just said. No competitor wants to win that way. You'll have people that win and put those trophies out there and happy as heck because, you know, they won. But you have to live with that understanding that, you know, the best didn't show up. And I've been asked, you know, why did you pick certain shows? And it's simply because the names that were going to be going. And those are the ones I was looking for to step on stage and match myself again. And, you know, I will travel all the way to Iowa just to get on stage with that fella because he's saying he's going to go there and win it, and that's the guy I was gunning for. And I, I want to see what he's got. Bring it. Bring it to the table. But then there's going to be times where they find out that you're going to be there, and they say, well, shoot, not with that package. I ain't getting out there. It happens. It's You know, it, it, it. this is a sport you can pick and choose where you're going to compete. Um, that's why I would love to do a top ten and have them finally get on stage with each other that day is coming. I haven't given up hope on it yet. But back to the criteria thing, if you're going to be competing and you don't know what to compete in, and your coach is not really the coach um, that's really having your best interest, it would be better to do that in the amateur side. But after one or two shows, yes. you will know. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're that constant competitor that's doing – the, the men's the date, and you're trying to hold a certain size and then you expect to win in bodybuilding by holding that same certain size then sooner or later that criteria and the judging panel is going to basically see you out for who you are and it's not a pretty picture and you know we've seen outbursts on stage and backstage and you know it's it's not pretty but that's, that's a non competitive person that's wanting to compete and win not somebody that wants to have a first-place trophy. There is a difference. Uh, there's, I hope I answered that fully.
1: Um, you know, I think so. I mean, and you do bring up a good point that sometimes if you just don't know and you're trying to figure it out, then, you know what, go for the crossover. If you win both, I'm going to say congratulations to you. I won't agree with it, but hopefully yes. after that experience, you know, you'll be able to say I enjoyed X more than I enjoyed Z. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on X. And sometimes your body dictates what category you're going to be in. And I think women tend to experience this more than men. But sometimes, especially for our bikini ladies, you know, you're, you're, you love lifting. You love lifting heavy. And eventually, your body's like, mm, it's not bikini There's anymore. No response. Yeah, it's, it's going it's to respond and it's going to continue to grow with your consistency and you may get to the point where you need to compete figure or you may be in figure and you may get to the point where you will need to bump up to women's physique. And 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 for a lot of women, that's the goal. But there are some women who are like, nope. I'm bikini or I'm figure. I don't want to compete in the bigger class. It doesn't fit my personality the same way. I'm not as comfortable. I don't enjoy it as much. And then that's a bridge that you have to cross when you get there, if you get there. But sometimes your body will dictate for you if you have to make a category switch or not as well. But as we've been saying, my preference is, you know, find where you fit, whatever that process is for you to get there, and then, Knock it out of the water. Knock it out of the ballpark, I guess I should say.
0: Well, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. There you have it. There you have
1: it. And I think I'm seeing the 90-second the signal here. So are you telling me we got yes. about a minute and a half left, KP?
0: Yes, I am.
1: <laughs> well, well, hey. Like we say, it goes fast. It goes fast when you don't even realize, and it happens to us every time. You would think after three years of doing this show,
0: we would you get don't. the
1: hang of, you know, it ending sooner than we're ready, but we I, don't. we never do. We don't. We just don't. <laughs> we, we just don't. And guys, I haven't had a chance to dig up that show. You know, I'm actually driving. I'm on my way to a. Um, wow. Oh. I have a company outing tonight, so I'm on my way there, and we're going – I can't even remember his name now. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Who's that singer? Who's that performer?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Come on. <laughs>
1: Margaritaville? Margaritaville, <laughs> Head. Who is it? Why can't I think of it?
0: Uh ah!
1: Anyway, I'm Jim. having a brain fade.
0: <laughs> no, it's not Tim. Uh,
1: Jimmy Buffett pocket reader bill jimmy buffett jimmy buffett Buffett. so i've never been i've never been to a jimmy buffett concert but that's where i'm headed tonight so i will definitely look up that organization and we'll hit it again on thursday folks (laughs) there you go sounds
0: good there you have
1: it there you have it so i think we're out of time thanks for tuning in tonight and hanging out with kaylin and i um, get your questions ready for next week for Dr. Michael Jackson, talking about stem cell and blood platelet procedures. And uh, on behalf of myself, Kaylin, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.
0: Which nigga do? <laughs>